<laughs> Welcome to episode two of the podcast with your hosts, Cody and Dee, um, and we can't wait to get started. Uh, in today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to get started with your weight loss fitness journey. Yes, the very first steps that you can take to get started. Yes, <laughs> and we hope that you can hear me better. Well, this is Dee talking. Um, I finally got a mic, so step up <laughs> from last week. <laughs> definite step up and yeah so thanks to everyone who watched or sorry listened to our first episode hopefully you know it was everything you ever dreamed of I'm sure it was if you're back listening this time that means you know we did something right I guess that you decided to give us another chance um I don't know so how should we start this out how, how are you doing today D? <laughs> I'm doing good um so we just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, first steps if you're starting out in your journey or if you're restarting your journey or if you hit a plateau or if you're, you want to, you know, get motivated a little bit more than you are. We just wanted to come on here and talk about that because we want you guys to kind of grow with us as our episodes progress. We want you to, you know, progress as well. Um, so in this episode, we're just going to talk about first steps of how to get started, how to stay motivated, you know counting macros, anything like that. And again, if you guys have any questions, you know, we're on Instagram, so you guys can always head, hit us up there. Yes, Instagram is a good spot. So um, at MindHub Podcast is is the podcast uh, Instagram. And then, of course, uh, I am at Mr. Coach Cody, and that you have at D Loves Deadlifts. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, step one. Should we just kind of go over like what our own first steps were, just to yeah. kind of give some, you know, yeah, advice they're very and experience. So, yeah. Did you want to start? Sure. So my first steps when I first started, like I just I decided that I wanted to do something. I didn't care what it was. Um, like I think I said in the last podcast, I had started, I had just gotten back from vacation um, in 2017 from California, and I decided that I wanted to start living my life and not just existing. So when I first started, um, I started counting macros, but I didn't know what they were. Um, I just pretty much focused on calories. Um, and all I focused on at first was, you know, getting within those calories and then steps. So I could barely walk like 3,000 steps a day. So every week I would progress my steps. I would try for 3,000. And then when I got comfortable doing that, I did 4,000 and then five and then six. And then I just kept on doing more and more until, you know, I got tired of walking. And then that's when I incorporated a little bit of at-home workouts. And then by that time I was going to school and working two jobs. So then that's when I incorporated the gym into that. Um, but all I did was I stepped in place and then I walked around my yard and um, I posted a video about this, but I had indents in my yard of when I would just walk around in a circle um, because I just I just wanted to start. And I know that that is the hardest part is just to start because you might not know where to start or how to start. So that is why we are here today. Yes. Step one. Um, so as far as like how I started, uh, just to give, you know, kind of a small background, like I was you know, always active in sports. I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I had zero knowledge about fitness and nutrition. It wasn't really an interest of mine until um, probably about eh, uh, maybe like the start of college or the end of 
my uh, high school career, I uh, started developing some digestive issues, which has really started made me like look into things and how food affects your body and that sort of thing. And also my mom had colon cancer uh, when I was younger. So I was kind of like a little bit nervous of thinking, you know, like if this is genetic or, you know, there could be some lifestyle factors that could contribute to this. So that's when I really started to dive deeper into nutrition and how food can, you know, prevent or, you know, help not to develop these types of uh, diseases such as cancer. When it comes to colon cancer, it is very much so lifestyle related. So, I mean, not always don't kill me for saying that. It just depends. But uh, <laughs> so that's what I started really looking into it. And then I started realizing how food affected my body. Um, and the first things that I changed was stop drinking soda because I used to drink soda every day. Uh, I used to eat shit like fast food nachos for lunch, just whatever. I really didn't care. I didn't have any knowledge or connection uh, with how it made me feel. So yeah, step one, I stopped drinking soda. I just replaced it with water. Uh, I had a little bit of a a moment where I was addicted to energy drinks. <laughs> I think we all have, um, because I did too. <laughs> it's it, I don't know maybe it was like that time the, I feel like they're not quite well they're still kind of popular but I switched over to coffee for my caffeine source but kombucha for like that fizzy kind of sweet flavor it's an acquired taste people there's some people who love kombucha and are like wow that was such a great sub for soda and there's some people who are like this tastes like butthole how do you drink this so um, I can't drink it I tried it and I was like <laughs> no it's it's definitely acquired and there's different brands that taste differently but uh anyways so long story short my first step was changing my nutrition cut out soda then from there i went into uh changing up by eating more whole foods more vegetables uh that sort of thing and kind of made that connection of like oh i start feeling better when i start actually eating real food <laughs> i think I see. I, I had lost weight previously, previously, probably like in 2012, 2013. And when I did that, I, I, I was drinking a lot of soda, a lot of diet soda. And like you, I cut it out at that point. And I actually haven't had soda at all since then. So like almost 10 years ago. Um, and that was a big thing. Like now I won't even have a sip a sip of a sip of soda unless you know it's a special occasion and I want like a hard soda like Henry's hard soda their orange soda is like my favorite like alcoholic beverage but you know <laughs> I can't have that often because there's a lot of sugar in that yeah. um but definitely drinking your carbs I mean drinking your calories is is one is one place where you can just start um and you will notice a difference almost instantly yes for sure it really adds up and the thing is people don't really acknowledge or count the calories that they drink or they just don't realize that there are so many calories in uh, beverages and it might even if it's juice uh, if you look at the back of like a juice it, maybe it's cranberry or whatever your favorite juice is if you look at it you might notice that there is just as much sugar in that juice as there is in soda and you might get like if it's 100% juice you might get some actual like macronutrient or micronutrient benefits from it but it's really not worth it you might as well just eat the fruit versus drinking the fruit uh in the long run but yeah so 
I think when it came to exercise for me, my first step, uh, at the time, I was just doing uh, what I liked to do, which was skateboarding. So that was kind of my my exercise. But I missed uh, running, which is weird because I hated it uh, when I played soccer. During practice, we always had to run. And I was just like, this is dumb. I, I don't want to. I just want to play soccer. Like I don't. I don't want to run track. I don't want to run circles. Um, but I started missing that feeling of like the endorphins, and I got really into running. And I started running just like half a mile at a time, mile, stuff like, like just little, little tiny things. However, I want to say, if you're just starting out and you have like a significant amount of weight to lose, or even if you don't, walking is actually very, very, very underrated. I mean, like you started with walking. So it's like, yeah, if you can just start by walking, that is going to be an amazing first step. And people kind of underrate it and say, oh, it's just walking. It's not going to do anything. It's not doing anything is not going to do anything. So start walking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what we that's what I do right now for my cardio is I walk at this moment and I'm in prep. So it's like something's working. Walking, you know, it gets a bad rep, but it's easy to do. Um, you can do it in place. You can do it around your apartment. You can do it outside if you can go outside. Um, so definitely walking is a great place to start. Um, what do you think is your second, um, like, starting stone? <laughs> Stepping stone. <laughs> <laughs> starting stone. I like that. That um, works. <laughs> I think my second would be, yeah, so I, you know, so my first was, like, nutrition, what I was eating. Then it was activity wise so after that I think it would just be kind of progressing forward so I think also people think that cardio is the only way to lose weight or that lifting weights is going to build too much bulk like if a lot of females do not want to lift weights because they think that they're just going to get bulky and like look heavier it's just like nah dude like that is that is you would have to be on steroids. <laughs> it's it, You're not going to get bulky. But strength training is actually a really good way to burn more calories even at rest because the more lean mass that you have on your body, the more calories you're going to burn just sitting. Not to say that you should always just sit, but <laughs> it's going to raise your, your metabolism. So strength training, I think, is a really important step that you don't really want to skip because if you're just doing cardio eventually um you're gonna hit a point where you plateau because your calories can only go so low um but if you kind of raise your metabolic rate by also putting on lean mass at the same time you can really you know do yourself a favor so you don't have to be like starving yourself basically I think I think my second step would be finding something you enjoy because after I started walking and then I was doing at-home workouts, I did not like the at-home workouts. I did not want to do them. Um, I would not do them. Like I just needed something that I enjoyed doing. And for me, that was going to the gym and bodybuilding. I mean, it took a while to feel comfortable in the gym. But, you know, I think my second tip is to just find something you like doing. Like you said, whether it's skateboarding or running or um, lifting or cardio, like you said, don't focus on one thing, but find find a few things that you enjoy doing because that will definitely keep you motivated and it'll it'll spice things up. Like you won't get bored, you won't get as bored easily. Yeah, totally. It's 
Another thing too is that when I I didn't start out bodybuilding. I actually started out in CrossFit, uh, which is it's funny because I'm an introvert and I I hate people. But like I <laughs> just kidding, I don't hate people. But I I'm not a fan of like class types of fitness. But there I'm a competitive person. I always play team sports, so there was a little bit of a draw that CrossFit had to me. And it kept me going for a good, like, two years, and it really just taught me proper, you know, form and lifting when it came to barbells, which, you know, CrossFit generally gets a bad rap for form, and it totally can be, but it depends on your coach. I'm not a fan of, you know, Olympic lifts at a high pace, like, the way that they do it, it can be problematic, but the community of it if you're a person who loves community find something that has community because that could be huge as far as accountability goes and something that keeps you going back even if it's just for the relationships because i still hang out with some of the people that i did crossfit with when i first started and you build some really good relationships so whether that's crossfit or some other class that you enjoy um support uh, is a really good thing to find yeah, um, and I think my my step three would would be focus on nutrition. Um, and for me, that wasn't my first step. My first step was just you know moving because I couldn't really move, um, and then you know staying within calories. Um, but I think my third tip would be for me focus on nutrition and learn what macros are, learn what protein what protein is, learn what fat, carbs, like learn what all of this stuff is so that you can definitely help yourself when, when, when you're getting stuck or, you know, in the beginning, like you might not know any of these things, but there's so much information out there. You can even Google what macros are and, and it, it'll give you like a really quick explanation and really easy explanation. Um, focus on nutrition and some people get away from nutrition and they just work out. But I always say like gains are made in the kitchen because like, what you eat is the most important because you can't out train a bad diet. And and yes. that's something that I've learned, especially in the last year and a half is no matter what you eat, you can train as hard as you want, but you can't out train what you're eating. Yes, exactly. It's a really good way to get frustrated and uh, feel like you plateaued and then give up as if you are just working out and you're not seeing the results that you want. If you don't look at your nutrition, then you're doing yourself a disservice because a lot of it is going to rely on that. And of course, you know, as you said, you can go on Google and you can look for calorie calculators, way to find out what your calorie needs are, your, um, your BMR, your TDEE, uh, total, you know, daily energy expenditure, which is calculating your basically your BMR and then your activity on top of it. So it's like, how many calories do you burn? How much of a deficit do I need to lose weight? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't want to get too technical in this episode, but uh, if you can just start out by when it comes to focusing on nutrition, the first thing you can do, if even if you don't want to change anything, just start tracking so you know what you're consuming. So it's like if you have no idea how many calories you're taking in to begin with or if you have no idea what's in the food that you're eating, if you just start tracking, it'll like help bring awareness to what you're actually putting into your body currently. And then if you decide, okay, 
now I want to make some changes. Then you can kind of go into the the more nitty-gritty detail, details of looking into how many calories you should be consuming. And I would say before you even look at macros, if your goal is weight loss, focus on calories first so you don't overwhelm yourself and like yeah. confuse yourself and be just like, oh, wow, okay, so I don't know how to meet my protein goal or my carbs or my fat. How do I do – just focus on staying under your calorie goal. Do that for a while until you get comfortable. And then once you start getting comfortable with that, you know, you're bound to start to look at the numbers and see how much protein is in a chicken breast or how much protein is in peanuts and peanut butter or fat and how much fat is in an avocado. And uh, after you start being able to recognize and acknowledge that, you can look at the macro goals and then shift that way as well. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I did. I just probably for the first, I don't want to say year, but like probably like the seven or eight months, the first seven and eight months of my journey, I just focused on calories because like I didn't understand and it would have been too much for me to try and, and focus on my protein and my carbs and things like that. But but as it gets like as you get more into it, you want to learn more about it and you want to learn what helps your body um, and what your body needs to recover and to eat. Um, and, and I think that's a really good point to make is just start off slow at first. Don't overwhelm yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's, we're giving you steps because you want to do each step at a time. Unless you're someone who is just really good at starting off strong and multitasking and Carly. <laughs> and just, you know, dog bark in the background. Uh, so, yeah, if you're someone who is like, yeah, I got all this at once cool but if you're someone who's easily overwhelmed i would definitely recommend square one start with one thing that you can do one thing that you can change and you know that you can realistically implement into your life and then kind of take it slowly and just know that it's not going to be an overnight process my health journey was like it started years and years ago not to discourage anyone it doesn't actually have to take that long because <laughs> i didn't have a lot of information at the time but now thank you internet and podcasts and stuff like we could probably help you fast track that a little <laughs> bit but uh it's not going to be an overnight thing <laughs> yeah like i started in 2017 and then um i think the first year i probably lost the most weight and then you know i just got comfortable um, and then now it's like, oh, I have a goal. So maybe I, I think the next step into starting is as having small goals and then having an ultimate big goal so that you have stepping stones to your big goal that you want. Like you want to look at the big picture, but you don't want to overwhelm yourself. So you want to set small goals, maybe like lose 10 pounds or walk a mile in under 20 minutes or go to the gym twice a week and then walk three days a week like just small goals that can help you accomplish your big goal in the end definitely and also don't forget to track progress in other ways like besides the scale because the scale can be deceiving it could be discouraging but you know make sure that you take progress pictures to start because pictures can be so useful uh you know, take them from the front, the side, the back, just so you have all angles to compare down the road. 
because you might have changed physically, but the scale might not reflect that as much as you would hope. But also another way to track progress would be how your clothes fit, uh, if you're moving better, how you feel physically, emotionally, all of these things are things you want to take into consideration and not just the weight on the scale each day. And yeah, the scale, if you know yourself and you know that you're going to be discouraged by the scale, I would definitely at least take starting pictures to go off of. Yeah. Yeah, like if 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 you're an obsessive person and you don't want to weigh yourself, you know, maybe weigh yourself once every few weeks or, you know, once a week. Like you don't have to weigh yourself every day, um, but you definitely want to track progress other ways. Like you can measurement. You can do measurements like around your chest, your waist, your arms, your legs, your calves, things like that. Um, and then you can also, um, like Cody said, like pictures are a big thing. Like I, I took pictures in the beginning of my journey, but I didn't take a lot of pictures and <clears throat> excuse me I kind of regret not taking as many pictures as I wish I had um, so that I think pictures are one of the the biggest ways to see your progress because you see yourself every single day um, so you might not think you're making progress but in reality you're you've made a lot of progress totally and those first beginning pictures are definitely not anyone's favorite it's really hard to do but I promise you, you are going to be so thankful that you took those when you get to look back and see your progress and see how far you've come. And those are also something that are really, really valuable when you are feeling stagnant or discouraged because you can look back. And sometimes I have to do that for myself because I'll be like, damn, I feel like I haven't made any strength gains. I haven't gained muscle and and whenever I look the same, but then I'll look back and be like, all right, damn, I've made some progress. Okay, I feel better now. So those those pictures are so, so valuable. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think is, is is I don't even know what number one, four or five. Um, what do you think <laughs> I think I lost count. <laughs> is another thing um, that people can do when they're starting out. Hmm, let's see. Another thing. I would say if you... One thing I would want to mention, if you're someone who does like data and you do want to step on the scale every day, keep in mind that it's going to fluctuate and that is 100% normal. It could fluctuate anywhere between like one to five pounds between one day to the next just because so many things, your weight is affected by so many different things. It's your hydration level. You could have, you, know, you could be stressed. Uh, you could have had more sodium the day before that is causing you to retain some water. Uh, you have you could have to poop, and you're just got a belly full of poo poo, and you should just you know go to the bathroom. <laughs> but like <laughs> it's uh, there's a lot of factors that could go into why the scale might go up one day, down the next, and sometimes people's weight will you can actually start to notice the patterns. So if you take your weight every day and there's like an uptick in weight for the next few days, sometimes people's weight, that's like the beginning of a drop. And it's so interesting. And I am a nerd and I love to look at this stuff. But it can also be very discouraging for people <laughs> because it's like, why is my weight going up? And then the next day it goes down. They're like, oh, I knew a way. 
Do you think I have a um you're my coach, obviously. They know that. Do you think I have a pattern? <laughs> I do think you have a pattern. I think you do have a tendency to have the uptick in your weight and then you see the drop. Um so that is basically your your weight pattern that I've seen. Okay. That that's interesting um to know. I think the next tip that I would um, that that I definitely did was try to have find a support system or a couple of friends that kind of have similar goals um, as you do, and they can help push you. And they they probably they might know more than you do. Um, asking for help is another big thing. Um, so having a support system and asking for help, I think, is pretty important in this journey because, I mean, it's hard to do it by yourself and. And to have a few friends or family that know what you're doing and know your goals and what you want to do, I think is very important. And it can definitely help you a lot. Like I, at first, uh, I had my support system. I had my fiance. I had her family. Um, but then, you know, I, I needed more. And then I found a community like Caden and you and a couple of other people. And that definitely helps a lot because when you're discouraged, you can text them or email them or Facebook them, you know, whatever. Um, and they can definitely motivate you and keep keep you in line and keep you in check um, if you're down on yourself or you're feeling a little bit discouraged. Definitely. Support can be, that is such a huge thing. Like you really need that base um, or that foundation because if you don't have that and you feel discouraged, it can be really easy to to give up and just be like, you know what, never mind. <laughs> I can't do this. Um, Another place of support besides maybe some family and friends is a therapist because they can not only help support you, but they can really, I think one of the things that is skipped over when it comes to starting a fitness journey or any sort of journey is self-awareness because in order to grow and move on, you have to be aware of some of your, your triggers, some of the things, you know, your emotional connection with food. And if you're not aware of those things, it can be really easy to fall back into bad habits or self-sabotage. So a therapist could be really, really helpful in helping you work through some of those issues or your relationship with food in like a, a healthier manner that maybe your friends and family uh, are not qualified to do so. Uh, so therapy, that is that would be right there next to like stop drinking soda for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely, I didn't have a, th actually, I did have a therapist um, when I first started, but it wasn't for that reason. But they are very helpful, especially if you might not have the support you have at home and you might not be aware of a lot of your issues and how deep they are. They can definitely help you like uncover them and then help you process them and, um, you know, help you break free from them. So I think that's pretty important as well. Um, I'm trying to think of another tip that I would give them to start <laughs> off. Yeah, it's I, I, hmm, tips, tips, tips. Let's see. I think, uh, you know, one other thing that came to my mind is just that do not let uh, perfection be the enemy of good. Or, you know, it's, you know, progress not perfection and you're gonna have your bad days it's gonna be an up and down thing and you just if as long as you don't quit you can't fail just because you have one bad day or two bad days or whatever then you just hop on track the next day 
get back to the usual and move forward. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of times where people have this kind of shame or guilt if they fall off track. And it's just like, you don't, you don't need to, to have, you didn't do anything wrong. You're, you're a human being and things happen. And just simply move forward so that you can still continue to make progress and you learn from it basically. Yeah. Um, I think one of, I think probably one of the last tips that I have is do not compare yourself to others um, because yes. you might not be on the same, they might not be on the, on like on the same time frame as your journey. You know, their journey is different than yours. Everyone's journey is different. So try not to compare yourself to others. Like someone who might be on the same, like same time frame as you lost more weight or gained more muscle, but you didn't like try not to um, compare yourself to others because that's very damaging and that'll unmo like demotivate you. And, and it's just, for me, like it was really tough in the beginning um, to like, because there wasn't any really r representation of bigger trans men trying to lose weight that I didn't really have anyone to look up to. So I, I compared myself to like other people who like are smaller and who, who were never bigger or like they weren't losing weight, they were getting muscle. So like, I didn't have someone like me. So I always say that, like, I'm trying to be the person that I wish I had when I started this journey um, is to be visible for those people, but try not to compare yourself to others um, because that, that can be very damaging. Yes, comparison is the thief of joy, as they say. And it's very true because there is no way that you can look like someone else. I mean, as much as you might want to be like, oh, I want to look like that person, uh, you know, it's all great, you know, but you can't, like you literally cannot because you are you and they are them. So basically the way to reframe that is just, I want to be the best version of myself and I have these goals where I want to gain more muscle I want to lose more weight or I want to be healthier as myself. And, you know, of course, it's easier said than done. I totally <laughs> fall into the trap of comparison. Like, oh, I do too. all the time. So, yeah, it could be very discouraging. So first, hey, I just stop that. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can look up to people. You can want to like, like I have people that, that I look up to, but I know that I'll never look exactly like that, like them, but they motivate me. So it's not like, it's not like I'm comp comparing myself to them, but it's like, Oh, maybe if I can look half that good one day, um, <laughs> or like, you know, um, we have people who we look up to, which is fine, but you don't want to be constantly comparing yourself, especially like I see people do that with Instagram. They like post shirtless selfies and then other people like comment below, like, you know, just very negative things. And it's like, like, stop, like, you're your own person. You don't have to compare yourself to other people. I know everyone does it occasionally, but try not to do it, especially in the beginning, because it, it could derail you. And, you know, we don't want that happening. And we know that you don't want that to happen either. Totally. And it can be, and you never know what that, what's going on with that other person, because That's true. you only see this tiny little snippet of their life. And I know personally, there's times where I've looked to, to bodybuilders and been like, damn, I, I want to look like, how do I get, how do they get so big? And I was so naive. I was just, I didn't know that like steroids were a thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. Like the, the person that I look up to the most, I messaged you and I was like, hey, is Connor 
like on steroids and you're like yep and I was like damn it <laughs> like he's the one person that I was like oh maybe I can look half this good like we're around the same weight like I could nope nope <laughs> like I was a little naive too and like I was also naive because I didn't realize that you could be on steroids to be in a bodybuilding competition because in my mind it's like the NCAA where you can't be on anything but like no like you can and I'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah that is like a whole another topic I would love yeah. <laughs> to talk about but um yeah you know a lot of people who compete are on steroids unless they are so okay so if they're not trans and they compete naturally in like very heavily tested shows there's a good chance they are natural and I started following a lot of natural bodybuilders just so I would have like accurate comparisons or just (laughs) something to look up to um so that was really helpful for me so maybe that's a little tip like make sure who you are looking up to is not a also juicing unless that's your goal like if you're like I want to compete I plan on taking steroids I have nothing against steroids as long as you know you're responsible and you're not like trying to deceive people with it uh but if it is your goal to compete and you you plan on doing cycles and stuff like that uh then sure but if you're not try to you know regulate who you're comparing yourself to (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think I think we gave a lot of tips in this episode, like tracking your food, um, get moving, get your body moving, don't compare yourself to others, um, focusing on one or two things, uh, making small goals and big goals for yourself. Um, we just want to try to help you guys, you know, figure out your journey, and and we are we just want to be here for you. You know, we have been through it. Our journeys are, me and Cody's journeys are very different. Um, So that's why I think we work very well together because like I have aspects that he never has. Like I lost a bunch of weight. He's gained a bunch of muscle. So I think both of our like our different journeys can help a whole bunch of people. And that's kind of what we wanted to bring to the table in this episode. Totally. So yeah, two different kind of journeys. Uh, but But it is kind of funny. We both, you know, they both kind of started with, you know taking the small small steps <laughs> yeah uh, cool well <laughs> i guess that wraps up this episode it's so funny like uh trying to figure out how to start and end these things is a joy <laughs> so thanks for everyone for uh dealing with our awkwardness in the beginnings and ends of these episodes but thank you for for listening and i hope that all this was helpful and if you have any topic suggestions, head over to our Instagram at uh, MindHub Podcast and let us know what else you would like us to talk about. Yeah, we're open to pretty much like anything fitness, lifestyle, mindfulness related. So definitely hit us up. Um, we should be on iTunes by the time this goes live, hopefully. If not, we're on Spotify and we're on Anchor and we're on a whole bu- whole bunch of different platforms. So if you guys could give us a listen and let us know what you think, that would be great. Um, and we're going to try to do a weekly podcast. So, you know, this is the start of it. So thank you guys for listening. Yep.